Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of the Blush Network and the author of Appointed. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God coupled with raw faith. Now here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hello, this is Autumn Miles back with you, the Autumn Miles Show. How are you doing today? I hope you're doing good out there, man. I'm so excited for the word that um, that is about to come forth from um, just what God has been teaching me. I'm just going to be, I'm your buddy today, okay? I'm your cheerleader today. Uh, I can't wait to 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 just speak this word um, and see what God does with it. He always honors it. He's such a good God like that. Um, I, I want to direct your attention today to uh, our society groups. I know we have talked about this, but you know what? I'm going to keep sharing it. Um, our society group, which those of you that don't know, I lead a ministry called the Blush Network. Um, and, and at the Blush Network, it was founded in 2009. Uh, our whole mission is to spiritually challenge the way women think. That's, that's what we do. Um, we want to challenge you. We want you to grow from um, the Lord. We want you to understand that he is the power and the force behind you and his power and force will supersede your power and force on any day of the week. And um, so these society groups are a part of that ministry. We, we sort of umbrella a bunch of things under them. The Blush Network does, does multiple things. We do conferences. We'll have one here in Dallas in the fall. But we also do these society groups, which are our small groups that we have all over the country. And um, um, that is coming up is going to be amazing. It'll be a group of women that we've met together now a a few times. Um, I'll share a word. We'll do worship. Um, It's just, it's amazing to see what God's doing. We've already seen several miracles happen through this group. Look at, look up at the blush network on social media because, um, you know, God is, God is doing some, some super cool things through, um, this ministry and we give him all the praise, all the glory for it. I want to pray us into this word today. I just, I really feel like today we, we talked, um, we've talked about, we had skinny mom.com on the show, uh, yesterday and she was talking about shedding the physical weight in your body and how, um, you know, God has really used her desire for passion and fitness, um, to really inspire others. And God has grown just an awesome business for her through that. But today I I didn't even realize this until we came into the studio, but the message I'm going to be talking about today is the Lord is my banner. And and I'm going to talk about losing the weight. Okay. Uh, before I do that, I just, I just want to pray and dedicate to this to the Lord. Lord, we love you today. God, we praise you today. And God, we understand uh, today that you are king in our circumstance. You are king in our life, God. I just pray for this word, Lord, that you've given me, that you've taught me so many things through. I pray that it would minister to those that are listening, God. I pray for that ear that is weary today, that it would lift up that ear that is weary, that there would be some aha moments coming from uh, this message today. Lord, I ask that your word, you would honor your word, Lord, and that it would literally change the 
lives of those that are, are listening. Lord, I pray for people to shed some emotional, some mental weight today, Lord, as we, um, go into this message, Lord, we trust you. We believe, we believe in your will for our lives. And we, we resign to that in Jesus name. Amen. Those of you out there, you know, uh, shedding the weight, shedding, shed the weight. Now I'm not talking about, um, about your physical weight. Um, but there is just a a beautiful correlation between your physical weight and your spiritual weight. And, you know, about a year ago, the Lord, and I'm just being straight, straight honest with you, engaging culture with bold truth and raw faith. I'm going to tell it like it is here. You know, I always do. Um, keep it real. About a year ago, the Lord um, really laid on my heart. You need to lose 20 pounds. Um, how raw is that for you today? Listeners, you need to lose uh, 20 pounds. And I thought to myself, you know, why? <laughs> because uh, I didn't want to, you know, losing weight is hard work. It, it's, it's hard. You have to be disciplined. You have to control yourself. And, um, you know, I was thinking to myself, I'm fine. Like I'm fine every, you know, and so I kept putting it off. It was one of those things that you can put off because you you because you just want to um and the lord just just very gently that's one of those things that no woman ever wants to hear and I, and you know i wasn't overweight really by by any sort of stretch of the imagination but i i i had noticed myself um feeling not as healthy and um i just really felt the lord said lose 20 pounds lose 20 pounds lose 20 pounds and i just kept thinking to myself okay um and so one of my buddies came and um he's actually best friends uh with with my husband and and myself him and his wife and um he called me one day uh it was last year and he just said on I'm on this new diet and he was not overweight by any stretch of the imagination but he just said, I, I really felt like I wanted to get healthier. I've started this diet and I'm not a diet person. Like, oh, that's just not me. I just, you know, whatever. I try to I try to eat as best as I can. But he tried this diet and um, I saw him at one point and he weighed his weight that I've always known him at. And then uh, they live in Phoenix. So they came to our house a couple of months later and he was like, half the size of the person that I had seen just a few months earlier. And he had told me about this diet over the phone, but you know how, you know, when you see someone on a regular basis, you can't really know, you don't really notice whether they lose weight or not. Well, I saw him and I was like, Oh my goodness, what did you do? And he said, um, you know, I've got this diet and, um, I, I just felt the Lord saying, this is your time. This is it. And so I disciplined myself and um, opened the diet, humbled myself because sometimes we just need to be humbled and said, you're right, Lord. And so this call call um, that God had, had asked me to do not harshly. Um, you know, I, I did. And, you know, I'm not someone who ever speaks out about fitness or health. That's not my thing. Jesus is my thing. There's lots of people that that's their thing. I'm just telling you, uh, because once I lost those 20 pounds and it was hard. Um, and it's funny because, you know, you lose one pound and you want like everyone to notice cause you feel so successful cause you've actually decided in your mind, you're going to lose weight and nobody notices. And then you lose five 
and nobody notices and you're still eating right and doing all the stuff and you lose 10 and nobody notices. And it was like, I think I had just lost my 20th pound that the first person came up and said, are you losing weight? And I was like, thank you, God, that you noticed. I was so excited. Anyway, when I lost that weight, I changed. Uh, It wasn't, it wasn't like, you know, I, I changed as a person. I felt better. I was um, more energetic. You know, I have four children. Two of them are one-year-olds, a 10-year-old and a seven-year-old. And I'm married. I have run a lot of different uh, things and I felt better. And it's something that for a while, I didn't realize, it's just 20 pounds. It wasn't like it was 200. Um, But just 20 pounds transformed my energy. It transformed uh, my outlook in the day. It just made me feel healthier, a healthier person. And I was thinking about, uh, about, about this and I, I'm thinking just physically how that made me feel. And I didn't even know that I wasn't feeling on point or where I should be. And I was transferring this to us mentally. We are carrying weights out there that are literally taking us down, driving us down. And some of us don't even know that we are doing it. We are in, and we are allowing, um, a mental weight, a a mental, whatever it is, we're going to talk about it. Um, to literally press us down and hold us back from what we we could be doing. And we don't even know this is happening. But, but rest assured, once we shed that mental weight, once we shed uh, the things that need to be um, shed in our lives, in our minds, we can think clearer. We're more energetic about the future. We're not so bogged down. Down when a trigger happens that triggers that thing in our mind that just ticks us off every time it comes up. Some of us need to shed the weight mentally. And that might manifest in many different ways and many different things. But I'm going to go to this passage of scripture and we're going to, over the next two days, we're going to unpack this passage of scripture because I feel the weight of oppression on you. I feel the weight of oppression on on myself um, at times. I feel the weight of oppression um, on our culture, on our world, that we are carrying weights that are literally holding us back tremendously from all that God wants us to achieve, all that God wants us to um, to attain, and we we we're stuck. And we don't know why we just don't have the energy. Well, I think it's because there's a bunch of mental and emotional weights going on and, you know, shed the weight, shed it, shed it. It's time. Today's the day. Um, I, I, um, I, God gave me a, a couple of months ago, this, this, um, phrase shift and shed autumn. It's time to shift autumn. It's time to shed. And over the last couple of months, that's exactly what I'm doing. And I'm going to, I'm going to put that to you. It's time to maybe shift your focus and shed some of these mental and emotional weights. Um, Exodus 17 verse eight says this, then Amalek came and fought against Israel at Rephidim. So Moses said to Joshua, choose men for us and go out, fight against Amalek tomorrow. Tomorrow. 
I will station myself on the top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. Joshua did as Moses told him and fought against Amalek and Moses, Aaron and her went up to the top of the hill. So it came about when Moses held his hands up that Israel prevailed. And when he let his hands down, Amalek prevailed. But verse 12, Moses's hands were heavy. Then they took a stone and put it under him and he sat on it and Aaron and her supported his hands. One on one side, one on the other. And the, uh, thus his hands, excuse me, were steady until sunset. So Joshua overwhelmed Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. Then the Lord said to Moses, write this in a book as a memorial and recite it to Joshua that I will utterly blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven. Moses built an altar and named it. The Lord is my banner. Verse 16. And he said, the Lord has sworn the Lord will have wage war against Amalek from generation to generation. Now this text is incredibly um, rich in so many uh, different things. And uh, I I just want to jump in. I want to give you a little background today on um, the Amalekites. Um, They came and fought against Israel um, at Rephidim. Now, please stick with me because this is, this is some super cool stuff. The battle, uh, this battle of the Amalekites and um, the Israelites took place about two months after Exodus. So uh, the nation of Israel had just left Exodus, uh, had just exited, have just left Exodus, had just left um, uh, Egypt, and um, and they were exiting out. Okay, so this this took place about two months after they had just seen the power of God displayed very majestically uh, with the Red Sea and the whole nine yards. You know, they had just seen the plague, the plagues multiple plagues and um God, God really wearing Pharaoh down and and really pulling him to a place of complete surrender when when his first born uh passed away after the Passover. So this is v- very fresh. Okay, the power of God is is very very fresh. Now, um so that's when this this battle sort of takes place. The Amalekites stick with me on this, were Esau's descendants. So we have Jacob and we have Esau. We have the twins that were born. The Lord said uh, uh, to their mother, you know, two nations are in your womb. So the Amalekites were a descendant of Esau and the Amalekites all uh, since uh, since w- 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 since they were born, they were I'm sure told of Jacob and how he stole the birthright um, from Esau and the stew. And I think we talked about last week um, the stew. Um, uh, trading your uh, inheritance, your rich inheritance in Christ for the temporal things like the stew. And that's exactly what Esau did um, when he gave it to Jacob. So the Amalekites knew of the story and they straight up hated the Israelites. So uh, the Israelites were crossing through the Red Sea. They heard that they had ex- they were set free from Egypt. They heard that they had exited um they they were on guard 
Because the Amalekites, because they hated the descendants of Jacob so much, they because of the birthright, the blessing, and then the inheritance, they wanted them gone. And the Amalekites had settled into the Sinaitic Peninsula, which um, the Israelites were traveling through in order to get to Mount Sinai. So the Amalekites uh, were like, oh, huh-uh, they are not coming in on our territory. This is not happening. So at, on their journey, the Amalekites were looking at the weak areas in um, uh, the the uh, nation of Israel, the weak people, and they literally were slaughtering them. And this was ticking, and you can study off this for yourself. All I did was study. Um, this was ticking off um, everyone, okay? They were the first pagan group of people to come after the nation of Israel. And 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 this was frustrating, uh, I'm sure, Moses at this time, um, but also really frustrating the Lord. And there was a point that they met, okay? And so that... that is a little bit, a little bit. I want to take you to Deuteronomy because I think, I think this is, um, I'm turning to my Bible here. Uh, this is, this is exactly what it says. Deuteronomy 25. We see, let me get there guys. Verse 17 and 18. Remember what Amalek did to you along the way when you came out from Egypt, just like what I just said, he would take their, their weak, their young, and he would slaughter the, they would slaughter um, the young and the weak and the feeble uh, from the nation of Israel. Remember Moses is saying what Amalek did to you along the way when you came out from Egypt, how he met you along the way and attacked among you all the stragglers at your rear when you were faint and weary and he did not fear God. So there's biblical confirmation for what I just said. They were mean. They were a mean people. And here they come uh, to the battle. Now, the interesting thing about the battle, going back to shedding uh, the weight, is that the Amalekites held such a severe grudge against Israel for generations and generations and generations. They held this grudge of Jacob stealing the birthright from Esau and this grudge talk about shedding the weight. This grudge is what drove them. It's what motivated them. It's where they, um, they got the, uh, the, the, the vision to murder the Israelites, the weary ones, the weak ones. Because of this grudge that was given hundreds of years before, because of that grudge, it motivated them generations later. And I was, I was studying this and I was thinking about this. I, 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 I know out there that someone needs to hear the fact that literally this grudge that was being held by these Amalekites and was being passed on to their children, you know, hate the Israelites, hate this, hate that. Um, th it literally ruined them. Because because they came up against the nation of Israel, we'll talk about uh, a little bit later. Um, God said, "I'm not only not only are you going to be victorious in this battle, 
but I'm going to blot out their name for from generation to generation. The grudge that they held so dear was the very thing that kept them from the power, the presence, the, uh, uh, the, the, the mercy of God. The grudge drove them to do crazy, crazy things. And as I was reading this, I, I, my eyes were kind of open to the shed the weight of the grudge. Some of, some of us, um, I know I, I held grudges for a long time about people that have hurt me in the past. And there was a day, I will never forget the day when the Lord literally brought me face to face with confronting the thought of holding something over somebody else. It was only hurting me. It wasn't hurting them. They had no idea. But I literally had to make it right before the Lord. And I had to shed the weight of those grudges. And I had to apologize for my own sin. And I had to say, you know what, Lord? Forgive me. I don't want this grudge to be the reason why I try to be successful. I don't want this grudge to be the thing that is, that motivates me. I want you to motivate me. I want you to be the one to challenge me. I want you to be the one that ministers through me. And I feel like you may have a grudge out there today. This is literally one of those things that you must shed in your life to move forward. It held them back and it's holding you back as well today. I want to move on in the text um, to verse number nine. So, so Moses said to Joshua, choose men for us and go out. Fight against Amalek. Tomorrow I will station myself on the top of the hill, the staff of God in my hand. And Joshua did as Moses told him and fought against Amalek. Now, and we're, we're shedding the grudge. Um, uh, hopefully you're shedding the grudge um, uh, in your life and you're, you're gaining a new perspective. Um, but the interesting thing about this is that Moses came to Joshua and said, this is what I want you to do. Moses didn't stand out there. He didn't fight against them. He was the leader. He was the superior. And um, he went to Joshua and he said, this is what I want you to do for me today. Now, Joshua, because he loved the Lord, he was very passionate about God. He knew God. Um, he was a ferocious um, in battle. He he was um, he was he was quite the guy uh, to know. He was very victorious in battle. Um, in in, in uh, amazing amazing man as far as the skills of war, but also he was very humble to the point where he served Moses continually. He honored Moses. And so he looked at Moses when Moses said, go out and fight. And he said, okay. I mean, I think the text very clearly uh, says, and so Joshua did as Moses told him. Honor was in a high regard when it came to Joshua. And we're going to continue, continue this conversation tomorrow. Uh, but one of the things that we need to shed as a culture, uh, you need to shed in your thought processes is dis. 
dishonor. Dishonor has become a part of our culture in such a way that it is tearing us down literally. It is so easy to dishonor because of our social media. It's so easy to get on and to to, um, to complain and to talk about someone. It's so easy to get on and post a status, which maybe in that moment doesn't have, it's just how you feel. And uh, but, but it literally is dishonoring those around you. Joshua did the opposite. He honored his leader. So Joshua went and did the hard thing, which was fight the battle on behalf of the nation of Israel. And you know what? I feel like we have such a culture of dishonor that it is wearing down the church. When you leave Sunday morning, do you talk about how awesome the message was and man, how can we support the pastor and what can we do for him? Do you talk about amazing things that your church is doing or do you leave service and you sit at, you know, Chuck E. Cheese and say, wow, that really was rough. That was tough. Did you hear about what so-and-so did? Did you, can you believe he said that? Is there an air of gossip and dishonor about, about the leadership at your church or maybe even the leadership about your life? Do you honor your boss? Do you honor um, your husband? Do you honor your kids? We're going to talk about that tomorrow. I hope you will stick with me. Thank you so much for uh, joining us today on the Autumn Mile Show. Catch part two tomorrow right back here. Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Miles program is listener supported and your donation to keep it on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And with a $100 donation or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn's book, Appointed, Your Future Starts Now. Join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on The Word, 100.7 FM.